am Kristen Bomas, and welcome to Struck by Enlightenment, where we are on a conscious journey to life mastery. Today we're going to talk about manifestation and those fears, doubts, and disbeliefs that influence. If you've watched any previous shows on manifestation or listened to them, you'll know that I talk about how we are always manifesting. We are manifesting our dreams and our fears. So today we're going to talk about those fears, doubts, and disbeliefs that influence our ability to manifest what we desire. We're going to learn about how those fears create manifestations that we don't desire. We're going to learn to identify them. Then we're going to learn to dismantle them. So let's start with understanding that we manifest everything and sometimes we manifest from our fear. And let's look at identifying those fears, doubts, and disbeliefs. Let's look at that from two angles. One is when we have already manifested from that area. And the second is identifying them so they don't interrupt or block the manifestation of the dream. In life, we can use synchronicity, patterns, anything that's going on that is happening that isn't fulfilling to you, isn't making you comfortable, is a manifestation from the fear side, from the doubts, from the old beliefs. And so I work with many people and sometimes I'll work with someone who doesn't like themselves. Well, in truth, in that loving essence of truth of who we are, of course we love ourselves. So if we don't love ourselves, that's on the fear side of the equation. And we know we're manifesting something. And it's coming from an old belief pattern, right? And an old belief itself. And so we're manifesting things in our lives that, that, that reiterate and refuel that feeling of not liking ourselves. Or whatever it may be for you. That just happens to be an example at the forefront of my mind today. So we all have patterns in our life that aren't particularly fulfilling or um, comfortable. And anytime you have something like that, ask yourself from where it comes and why it's in your life. Because now you're starting to ask what the fear is, what the old belief is that's still alive. Where do the doubts lie? Where do, do the, the, um, the hurts still live inside? It's important to know that. That's how you start to see where you're manifesting your fears. In a, in a simple way. But we also might be working hard to manifest our dreams. Maybe you're using particular techniques and symbols and crystals and vision boards and, and mantras and prayer to manifest what you wish for. And you're trying to get away from what you have or don't have. Well, right there you've got one more answer, right? That means that you're running from a fear. If you're trying to get away from a fear, it's inadvertently being kept alive. Because if you have to get away from it, then it must stay alive so that you're trying to get away from it. Then there are going to be those times where you're manifesting what you dream and it gets thwarted in some way and you don't know why. And again, we go back to, okay, is there an old belief? Is there a doubt? Is there a fear somewhere hidden inside that is keeping you from just fluidly creating and manifesting the dream you wish to manifest? You want to be aware that when that happens, it's time to ask the question, okay, what's going on? When it's almost unknown, 
in that you know last example, that last category, it can be a little bit more tricky because the thoughts aren't in the forefront. They're not conscious. They're, they're sitting underneath the conscious or what I call subconscious. And so you want to then look inside and say, okay, is there any sort of a hesitancy? Do I clearly see myself in full detail living this dream? Or is there a hiccup? And where is that hiccup? And I think sometimes if we really look at the dream itself and, and inside ourselves live it and really look to see where we're missing something. Let me give you another example. Oftentimes I use the example of, ha of becoming an eagle. So I have people close their eyes and feel themselves lifting off and flying and then soaring in the sky. And most everyone can start to feel that, but some people can feel it in full detail. They can literally feel the wind, they can feel the wings, they can feel the flapping, they can even see what they're seeing and see new land. And if they want to check that out, they can check that out to make sure that it's an accurate vision. But they can literally feel all the detail. Once you can literally feel all of that detail, then you know you're living that experience right now. Now, if you manifest yourself being an eagle, some people don't believe that's possible. They call that shape shifting in the shamanic realm. And once you really shape shift, you become that eagle, so to speak, right? For those of us who understand that and, and those who don't, I know it sounds a little bit odd, but that has to be a full understanding of the experience. And so when we manifest a dream, are we leaving something out? It's important because your, your, your doubt is going to be found both in the spoken and the unspoken language of life. Listen to what you say. Listen to what words you use. Listen to your tone of voice. Listen to where there's hesitation in your language or where there's hesitation to an answer. Because all of that is also going to give you some clues as to where there might be doubt. Wherever there's doubt, there's all, you're going to find a disbelief. And let me make this really clear. A disbelief comes from an old belief that is no longer a match, right? So if I don't believe someone's in shape shift, that's because I was raised being told you can't. That's ridiculous. Who can do that? A bird is a bird and a person is a person. One can't be the other. But if I was raised in a clan of very advanced Indians who had a shaman who could shapeshift, I wouldn't have that disbelief, would I? So even though that's a drastic example, it's truth about everything. So a disbelief comes from a belief that was set up for you earlier on. So you'll find a lot of that in your language. You'll, you'll hesitate or you'll say, you know, maybe or, you know, something, you'll know, because you set up a, an, a what-if kind of environment there. And at that point, there's that doubt. So listen, listen for those words. Listen for those hidden fears and doubts that come simply through the words that you choose or can't choose or what have you. But also in your words, listen for things like, I should, I have to, I need to. Those alert you to expectations. And anytime you hear words like that that are based in expectations, then you know that there's an expectation being put upon you 
that doesn't really resonate with who you are. So there's a disconnect. There's something going on in there that if you can unravel that, you'll find another disbelief. Another thing like, this isn't me, or I don't want to do this. This isn't what I wish to be. So if, you know, I've always been told you really should, you should stay in your private practice because you're so good at what you do. You should stay here and do this. Then I may thwart my own dream of reaching out to everybody because I should stay right in my room doing one person at a time. And so all of a sudden I say, wait, I don't want to do the should. I can feel that inside me there's so much more. So the should disappears and the dream unfolds inside. So you want to listen to the, the expectations, the shoulds, the supposed tos, the have tos, the need tos, the blah, blah, blahs of the expectations of other, other experiences, people, whatever. The other thing that's going to show in your language is the words want and hope. I really want to go to Africa. Okay, there's doubt there. If I know I'm going to Africa, I'm not going to say I want to go to Africa. One of my closest friends just got back from a trip from Africa. A month before she left, she didn't say I want to go to Africa, right? She said, I'm going to Africa. Can't wait to be in Africa. I can see what it's going to be like to be in Africa, right? If I say I want to go to Africa, there's doubt. There's doubt. It may not happen. So you want to listen for that word. And the same happens with hope. Gosh, I really hope that one day I can afford to fly first class. <sighs> don't know where that comes from. Anyway, that says that I don't think I can fly first class now. What is that, right? And, you know, where's the hope? What is that? There's doubt in that. So ask yourself, anytime you hear those two words, why is it that you have doubt, right? Where's it coming from? So those kinds of things, don't change your words. Please don't change your words. When you hear these words, listen to yourself. It's teaching you where you could make change to remove those blocks, those manifestations that are no longer bringing you happiness, maybe never were. You know, let's make that shift. If we're stuck manifesting the shoulds and the expectations of society, we're never going to find happiness. It's when we shift into manifesting the love and the joy and our own dream. And we don't want those expectations to influence the dream. You're gaining so much awareness of where you've been manifesting old patterns and old beliefs and where you can make the change and take the choice to manifest the dreams instead. So that's your language. But we also have this thing that I mentioned called synchronicity. And synchronicity it can present in life in many ways. I always say it's the way life speaks to you. It's one of the ways life speaks to you. So it could be the same thing over and over again. It could be an unusual occurrence. Maybe all of a sudden a possum crosses the road right in front of you in broad daylight and you're like, what the heck? Um, it could be anything like that. We call it synchronicity because 
there's a synchronicity between the animal and you in the one example, and there's certainly synchronicity between one event and another. I just recently went on a trip over a weekend, and I left on a Friday, came back on a Sunday. On Friday, the flight was delayed with mechanical issues, and we didn't lift off until 3.15. On Sunday, my flight was delayed with mechanical issues, and I didn't lift off until 3.15. No kidding. So that's synchronicity. Now, in that situation, the synchronicity is not talking to me about doubt, but it or, or fear or disbeliefs, but it is teaching me about something, you know, and so I had to look into that. So that kind of synchronicity is always talking to us. If it's bringing up fear, if you have the same kind of person come into your life over and over, if you keep getting a shallow introduction or you keep getting um, a client who can't afford your services or you have a product that you know is good but it doesn't sell or, and it's happening over and over, back up and say, okay, life is speaking to me. There's something going wrong here. It's, it's telling you something. We had a person who wanted to work with me who wanted a tremendous amount of money and a person who wanted to hire me that wanted to pay pennies on the dollar. You know, what is that saying? It says possibly that I need to look at how I value myself and am I stepping into the worth and believing in the worth of the business? Because on one hand, somebody else wanted a lot of money from me, but on the other, only wanted to give a little bit of money to me. It gives you the flow of the money going out and not coming in. And that can happen in business, but you wanna ask, okay, what is that saying to me? What are my old beliefs that might be influencing that and influencing the manifestation of that? You would hope it would be completely opposite, right? So those are the things you want to listen to and watch in synchronicity of life. I hope that gives you a little bit more to work with because life is always speaking to us. And synchronicity, I think, is one of the ways, it might even be one of the easier ways to start to really watch life so you understand what's what. Another place where you can keep your eyes wide open and your ears is in your judgments and your assumptions. Our judgments were learned and they come from old beliefs. And where we judge, we are fearful of being judged. So there are fears associated with all of your judgments. I don't even care what that judgment is. It's not a discernment. I'm not talking about discerning. I'm talking about judging. And so when you judge, listen. Because whatever is inherent in that judgment, you're manifesting the fear of being judged over and over and over again. And sometimes those manifestations are then going to influence your dream. Because your dream, I'm sure, doesn't include you being judged for someone you are not. You may want to be seen as good in some way, but you don't want to be judged as different from what you want to be seen. So allow yourself to hear how you judge, where you feel judgments, and understand that that's giving you some old beliefs uh, that you can work on as well. Assumptions are also very important because we make a tremendous number of assumptions, assumptions in the course of a day. And when you start to listen to those assumptions and you start to understand they're all coming inside you, 
Again, those are going to show you where you're manifesting relationships and experiences over and over and over again. That's your Groundhog's Day experience, right? A couple of these are going to feed into those Groundhog Day experiences. But these are all areas where, as an individual, you can start to understand where these blocks uh, to your life being lived in absolute abundance and freedom, where they come from. And they're coming from various sources. But all of those sources can be identified if you're diligent and willing. So we've looked at both how these blocks of doubts, fears, and disbeliefs come into play in manifestation and how manifestation is always. So sometimes we're manifesting our fears, sometimes we're manifesting our love. We've talked about how in that manifestation, those blocks can interfere in us manifesting our dreams. They can also keep us manifesting that, you know, as I said, that Groundhog's Day, right? So we looked at that a little bit at the very beginning. And then we looked at some other things that you can do to start to identify what those doubts and blocks are by listening to your language, watching the synchronicity, and being aware of expectations, assumptions, judgments, and wants. And so as we do that, we're, we're slowly starting to tap on the more conscious aspects. But as we go forward and start to really look, some of those doubts and blocks are hidden. And it's those hidden pieces that I find so much more challenging for people. Those are harder to come by. So we start with the surface, which we've gone over, and we become aware, okay, I have this fear. Or maybe let's go back to the example I used of myself. So we have one person wanting a lot of money from me and another wanting to give just a little bit of money to me. And so I say, okay, there must be something going on inside me. And I identify that as um, me believing that the money will never stay with me, that it's always going to go out faster than it comes in. Okay. So I now need to do something with that. I need to understand from where that came, right? Because I want to know where I learned that old belief. Because if I can find that, I can dismantle it. So I would go back, I have a, a book called Stop Judging Yourself, Transforming Old Beliefs in Six Steps. And when you do that, when I go through that book, it gives me six simple steps to find the hidden belief that is ruling the roost when I think I'm not allowed to be receiving the big money and spending the smaller money, or at least smaller than what I'm making. So I... I don't think I would ever want to just spend a little money on people working with me, but I would love to, to have more money coming into the business than going out of the business, right? Everybody would. So you ask, okay, from where does this come? What am I doing to manifest this? And why am I manifesting this? And when I ask why in this case, it's not to judge it, it's to, to genuinely ask from where it came. And so I use the six steps in my own life, the way I wrote it in the book, so that you can absolutely find that piece. Takes a little bit of elbow grease, but it's so worth it. And as you're starting to work on all of that, you really wanna start to, I don't wanna say this, you really start to, to see that as you're working on it, life is already responding, right? It doesn't even matter, it's already responding. So if I open up my day with gratitudes over the, activity in the office and I come into the office and I have all this activity and amidst it is that example I just used well it stands out and I know okay more activity can happen if I master this 
challenge. And so it becomes really apparent and really important that I master that challenge, as it does for everybody. And that is why so often you see me talk about manifestation and mastery as hand in hand. Once you identify, life is going to start to respond to you because it knows you're already working on it. But the more clear you can be that you're willing to work on the challenge and you're willing to unravel its core piece, the more life is going to respond. And you can do that concurrent to manifesting. So if you're manifesting a prosperous business and you have this one hiccup that's thwarting it, then just say it out loud. I know that that life is showing me this and I must work on it and I'm going to. So let's use an example. A woman who has a business and um, she's experiencing yet another betrayal in her business, right? And, and I write this in, in the blog. So she's experiencing yet another betrayal in her business and that betrayal is affecting her money, right? And so she can do one of two things. She can say, yeah, I just can't believe this, da, 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 da. You know, everything always happens to me. Why does it always happen to me? And just do nothing. And guess what? It's going to happen again. And again, she may say the same thing. And the third time it happens, she may say, why is this happening? Ah, now we open the door to healing. So now she says, okay, I'm going to actually look at this betrayal. Because I have always believed that it, the betrayal is a challenge in this life and that it comes from this memory. And the income, I've always been terrified I'm going to be destroyed. And the way I'm going to be destroyed is going to come out from less left field and it's going to take all my money away and then I can't survive. Right? That's how the fear of being destroyed gets manifest in her life. And all of a sudden she sees how that fear of being destroyed gets manifest in her life. And so now betrayal manifests the relationships and then and the, 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 the betrayal manifests a breakdown in the relationships and the breakdown in the relationships then goes further to create a breakdown in the income. If we put it all together, we know that the individual is struggling with the fear of being destroyed and being left alone. So it's really an interesting dynamic when you start to look at it, but as you start to heal it, look at how many doors in that example can open in terms of manifesting your dreams rather than your challenges and nightmares. So let's look at not only what we're doing to manifest those difficult challenges, but how those pieces, when hidden especially, become blocks to you manifesting your dreams. They become blocks to your happiness. The example I just gave, that woman doesn't have to experience all of these upsets. Once she masters the challenge, she opens the door to manifest the dream. She has removed the block and she has a free opportunity to live the dream. So may all of you start to look at where these blocks are. They're going to show in the form of fears, doubts, disbeliefs. And where there are disbeliefs, they were learned old beliefs from long ago that served you at the time you learned them, and now they're interrupting your dream. I gave you multiple ways to get started on identifying beliefs, and then the book that can help you dismantle those, belief, those disbeliefs. And once you start to get rid of the blocks, just like any roadblock, you're free sailing.
to make it to your destination. And may that destination be the dream you choose. Thank you so much for joining me today. May all of your dreams come true. And may you remove those blocks one brick at a time quickly so that you can see the beauty of all that you wish for. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. And please visit KristenBomas.com where you can easily access all of my social circles.